0: Welcome back in. Good to have you. It is Thursday. The Bill Michaels Show. Tire Network. Tire Network is back on. Tire Network is back on. Good to have everybody today. You want to get a hold of us? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can find us. Uh, on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, you can hear from Grant Bills at Wisco Grant. Uh, on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. Three words, put them all together. Actually, four words, technically. Uh, and then you got Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. On YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Don't worry about it. We're not going to charge you. We're not that kind of people, and we're, we're not much. <laughs> <laughs> but go to YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michael's show. Bill Michael's show. You can find us there as well. Uh, Peter says, why do they need this? Just want to see love improve. Um, I said it's not necessarily a must win, but it is a must play well. It is a must play well of four full quarters of football. If they do, I think they can win the game. But why do they need this? Because if you you got beat by Pittsburgh, you played three quarters of football, two and a half quarters of football. If you get beat by the Chargers and play again two and a half quarters of football. At home. And remember, you know, it, it's gonna be a little bit colder in in Green Bay this weekend. Uh the temperature's gonna start falling, I think high in the upper forties. Um and you're not gonna get anybody from Southern California that's going to start traveling to Green Bay this time of year to see a bad Packers team. It's not like you have a giant Chargers contingency that comes to Lambeau every year. There's going to be some people that want to, you know, kind of check it off their bucket list, but yeah, that's not going to happen. Not in mass anyway. So I would assume you're going to have a few empty seats in the house this weekend. Okay. And you start hunting season. Don't forget. So you're already going to lose. Uh, A lot of a lot of people that are gonna take off to the Northwoods, right? Because then you go to Detroit. If you get dump trucked by Detroit and by Kansas City, by the time you go to come back home after that, yeah, it's not gonna you're not gonna get you're not gonna get much. You're not gonna get much. 877-867-1670, 877-867. 1670 if you want to find us please feel free go ahead and do so again 877-867-1670 um what else do we have here uh this is from mac mac says uh hey guys uh what did he say here he says uh hey guys the what is he talking oh oh well maybe we're having some audio issues i don't know i have to check didn't know didn't know Kinda of in and out, I guess. Kinda of in and out, I guess. Oh well. Try to get it uh, try to get it fixed later. It's been weird lately. I don't know why, um, but it's been a little bit off. So apologies. Um We're gonna hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here in a little bit too, by the way. Just an FYI and some of the comments he had from yesterday. Uh, Mark says Hey, guys, um, well, meaning he says, hey, Bill and Grant, he says, I think that the Packers need to win this game just for morale purposes. If they lose this game and lose ugly, he says, then I would assume Mark Murphy may be making changes. Do you think he would make firings like he did with Mike McCarthy midseason? No. No. I don't think so. I don't think he would do that. I think that – I think, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I think that they're going to ride this out, and you are then going to make decisions at the end of the season. I, I don't. There's there's no in season firing coming, not unless it just gets terribly, terribly bad. Otherwise, no, I don't think so. Just my opinion. Could be wrong, but just my opinion. I would. I don't see a firing. Grant, do you see a firing coming at all? I was just going to ask you, do you think Mark Murphy is shocked by any of this, by anything that's going on with this team, by the record, given that it's a
1: rebuilding year and that a lot of their best players have been hurt and missed a lot of time or they've regret. I I don't think any of this is surprising. I think Packers fans are really upset. I I think Mark Murphy in the front office expected this to a degree. I don't think any of this is surprising.
0: I I think at the beginning of the season when they first came out and looked good against the, the, you know, the bears, I think people thought, okay, you know what? This is sustainable. You know, this is going to be uh, the possibility of a playoff team is very real. And then the wheels started to come off. And then I think people kind of fell back to reality. I, I think what happened was we got our hopes up and maybe there was a little bit more belief in this team or belief in Jordan love than what we thought people got their hopes up and then it all came crashing down. And now I don't, I, I think you would be, I think it would be crazy at this point to think that they have this run in them. Maybe maybe this is where it did take them eight or nine games to start to get the offense going. It's too little, too late for being a viable team come the postseason. But I I can't imagine. I Like I said, I said seven games. There were other people that said five games. And they're probably maybe off by a game uh between 5 and 7 I think is a pretty good guess just because we've seen this transition before but I cannot I I for the talk of playoffs they would have to really I mean you would have to see Christian Watson emerge the run game emerge you would have to really see that you would have to really see that and I I just I don't know I don't I don't see this team doing that unfortunately eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy uh will says sorry grant there was no talk about a rebuild the only guy that talked about a rebuild was 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 David bakhtiari um I you know some people want to call it a rebuild but what what's a rebuild I mean just a new quarterback you know i I don't know i
1: I don't know. They they got rid of a a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they lost maybe the yeah. best wide receiver in the league, and they have a bunch of dead money, and I don't know. They never came out and said it. Most general managers or most executives aren't going to come out and say, "Hey guys, we're going to suck this year, so be ready." Yeah, like of course they're
0: not going to say it. Yeah, I. Everybody on the defense is the same. All the starters are the same. They were at the beginning of the season. Your offensive line was the same. Your running backs were the same, and the only thing that changed was your quarterback and your your wideouts, and only two. You know, one wideout is new, and two tight ends are new. So, but you got younger because you got rid of old weight. But I, you know, I guess when you you know you make a trade, and you say, hey, we're going to go ahead and get rid of a soul for draft choices. I guess you can say you're kind of conceding at this point, but I don't necessarily think it's a full-blown rebuild. I think it's – the one thing I will say they're re- rebuilding, they bit the bullet on the contract and the money, and they said, hey, we're just going to bite it this year. We don't think we're going to be great anyway. And next year, once you get Bakhtiari off the books and Rogers off the books, got a lot more money to spend. There's a lot more things to get into in that discussion when it comes to the ability to supplement talent, that's it. But as far as 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 far as a full blown rebuild, nah, I don't think it's a full blown rebuild. We we've been all, we've all been down this road before too, you know. And and I always ask when people say, "What's your idea of a rebuild?" Is it just changing quarterbacks? Okay, when you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback and you're starting over with a new quarterback, I don't call it a rebuild. I think it's just kind of kind of trying to figure out where you're at. So uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, Mikey Wickham and the gang at Exit Realty. Call them 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976. That's Exit Realty. Give him a shout. Mikey's a great guy. He helped me out anywhere in the 567 County area. Uh, man, he's 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 a workaholic, dude. Really is, and he's a straight shooter. Good guy, really good guy, and I like him also because he's a biker. So, uh, Mikey Whitcomb, 414-243-1976. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the Beauty and Quality Craft of Pella Windows & Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows & Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest, and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at Certain
0: restrictions apply. See showroom
1: for details offer 2023.
0: Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show continuing on. Matt LaFleur addressed the media yesterday and uh, got into a lot of, you know, just kind of discussive stuff and uh, talked about everything from practice and who is and isn't practicing and such. And uh, before we get to the bottom of the hour, Matt LaFleur talking to the media uh, yesterday. Take a listen.
3: Jair and Rudy did not participate. Limited were Kenny Clark, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Quay Walker, Christian Watson, and full were Yash, and Runyon.
0: I'm just being safe with Rudy or do you have a setback at all?
3: Rudy Ford? Yeah. Yeah, we're just, we're working through it. Any particular reason you went kind of
2: short today?
3: yeah just uh, kind of where we are physically right now um felt like it was in the best interest of our guys uh challenged them to make sure that they're getting some some form of recovery today it was a mental day um and thought i thought the the focus was there and hopefully we'll see the speeds on sunday
2: you go pads all this week or no
3: no no pads this week
0: Matt, do you have a good handle on what's going on with Jair at this point? And is he better, worse, or the
3: same? Well, he, he didn't practice, so I'd say he's – I think he's getting better, but he's still not ready.
0: What's the challenge to you see from, from their offense? Is it, just, is it start with the quarterbacks? start with the quarterbacks? Oh. He does everything?
3: Or? Yeah, he's, uh, he's the real deal. Uh, there's not a throw he can't make. He does a great job protecting the football. Makes great decisions. Very decisive. Will throw into tight windows. Keenan Allen's a monster. He's he he leads them, and you know obviously Eckler's back there, and they've had some unfortunate injuries, but uh, I think they got a lot of playmakers, guys that are capable of of making explosion plays. And but I think he's he's really the guy that kind of drives the whole thing, obviously. And I think their offensive line is 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 really solid, really strong. There's not there's not a weak link there. And so it's a well-rounded offense. I think Kellen does a great job putting those guys in in a really good position. He did a great job in Dallas. Not a shock that he's doing a great job in in L.A. as well.
2: Man, against an offense like that, I mean, how do you stop the run, but still be, you know, making sure you're not getting beat
3: down? Oh, that's the challenge. I think anytime somebody is as explosive as they are, and especially in the pass game, um, you know, you're going to have to, play some split safety and, and we're going to have to do a great job and uh, so that that is a challenge.
1: Matt, How do you feel Rashid and Zach held up on Sunday given
3: the two guys on the edge that the Chargers have? Yeah, I thought they did both did a really good job and uh, we expect that moving forward. Got another great challenge this week. Um, you know, when you talk about Mack and Bosa, those are two of the better guys um, I'd say in this league and then I don't know how to pronounce Thule's name, but he's he's pretty dynamic too. I mean, like you see, they do a great job, all those guys going in there. And um, I think they do a very good job on the, their interior as well. They're big and they can get a lot of push. So, you know, it doesn't get any easier this week, that's for sure.
0: You mentioned a few weeks ago, Jaden's learning curve and how even when things are going right, it's clear he's, he's learning.
2: The numbers, we can see the numbers have, have increased over the last few games, but as far as his growth, what have you seen him kind of take a jump recently and, and where is he
3: maturing on the field? Well, I just think with experience, it naturally happens for, for most. And he's a talented guy that it means a lot to him. And I just, I really love his mentality. I think he's he's wired the right way mentally uh, in terms of just how he attacks it. and. Um, not that it's it's always going to be perfect, but when he does make a mistake, he there's there's no flinch to him. You know, he just keeps it moving and and uh, he doesn't get rattled. He doesn't allow one play to affect the next. And uh, we expect him to continue to grow and develop. He's far from a finished product, but I think that you know he's got a very bright future. Are the numbers reflective of just that that experience making him more comfortable? I think the numbers are more reflective of him making the most out of his opportunities because. Um, you never quite know where the ball's gonna go. It just a lot of it is coverage dependent. Um, you know, and, and when it's came his way, he's he's made plays. And could
0: help notice today just doing the drills, you know, Rashul obviously not here, but no Jair, Rudy or Darnell. How how have those guys and maybe Greg kind of just held that together?
3: Yeah, I mean that's I think all the all the coaches, G Money and R D and and Justin Hood have all done a great job with those guys and um, but I also think that it speaks to the character of the guys in the room. Guys are hungry. They, w- they want to prove when given their opportunity and uh, I think they've they've stepped up to that challenge. But, you know Herbert played right away. Obviously he was in Jordan's class. You had RG3 who I think played right away for you right in Washington. What are the challenges of that and then what are maybe the benefits that come down the road? We know the benefits for Jordan of, of getting to watch, but what's the flip side of it? Well, I think a lot of times you're, you're almost in survival mode as a rookie. There's so much information being thrown at you. It's you're learning a brand new language and in a very short period of time and just having the adequate reps because we probably and I can't speak for for their previous situation or when he was a rookie or anything, but Naturally, as coaches, I think we'd like to have enough ammo uh, to have. And so you you carry a decent amount of plays. And it's hard to get all those plays rep specifically uh, in a given week in terms of getting full speed reps. There's just they're they're at a premium. I mean, you're only going to get 30 some odd reps each side of the ball within a practice. So it's hard to get a full speed rep at especially getting multiple looks at a play. So I think, you know, A lot of guys it's just it's it's you're more concerned, which you should be about just uh, the intricate details of the play and you're less concerned maybe with what's going on on the other side of the ball. And I think when guys truly elevate their game, they have a great understanding of what they're going against, especially at the quarterback position and how to attack certain coverages or where the ball should go on on each and every play and. I think that's just something that that comes in time and comes with experience and allows you to anticipate a little bit better and, and or maybe when you're not getting the right look progress all the way through your reads because typically um, like we tell tell our quarterbacks is you, you get two hitches in the pocket before that pass rush is going to barrel down on you and shoot sometimes you might not get two two hitches. So I think just the, the whole growth process at that position, it takes some time. Where do you think Jordan is in that process, and did he start at a better place? Obviously, with three
2: years of watching instead of having to do it right.
3: Yeah, I'd say I'd say so. I think you know, there's definitely a foundation that was built there, but also, you know, a lot of attention is always put on that position in particular. But there's ten other men around you as well, so every situation I would say is a little bit different. I, I think it's easier for if a rookie is comes into a situation and uh, they've got a lot of veteran guys that are really good players that naturally it's going to take a lot of pressure off them so.
1: Matt how have you seen with Keyshawn and the kickoff return unit kind of hit its groove here the last couple weeks
3: and what they've been giving you on that area? Yeah Keyshawn's dynamic we know that when when he's got the ball in his hands he's capable of, of breaking a big play if not a, a taking it to the house and I think the guys in front of him whether it was on uh, you know on the kickoff return unit or when he's given his opportunities on on punt return uh, they do a great job blocking for him they take pride in that because they know he's got that ability we're always talking about uh, you know flipping the field for whatever phase uh, certainly in the return game it's for the offense to give give our team a better opportunity to go get points and um, in his limited opportunities, when he's gotten an opportunity, he's, he's done a pretty good job.
0: Matt, would you say that Herbert has probably
2: the strongest arm of anybody you've, you've faced this season?
0: Well,
3: I, I have a hard time saying that. Like maybe, I, I, you'd have to tell me who all we played again. I'm onto the Chargers. Well,
2: if so, if you're facing a guy with a, a big arm, and maybe you haven't faced a bunch of those, how do you prepare for that?
3: Yeah, I think it's how do you prepare for any really good quarterback? You just you do the best you can. You try to put the best plan in place. Obviously, you got to study and have an idea of what you may be, what plays and concepts may be coming your way and uh, in order to be able to react the right way and certainly uh, challenge in certain areas. But you better pick your spots because Like I said, he's capable of making it pay if if you get overly aggressive or, you know, if you're leaving Keenan Allen one-on-one too much, uh, he's going to make you pay eventually.
0: Matt, what did it tell you about your young receivers that they all kind of gathered
3: together in the visitor's locker room in Pittsburgh and had that kind of long conversation about where they're at and what they need to do? What did that tell you about that young group? Well, uh, you sure that's what they were talking about? They weren't talking about the latest TikTok video or anything like that. Uh, I mean, Uh, yeah, I think that's great. I think these guys care and, um, you know, it it probably shows a little bit more maturity amongst those guys and uh, they wanna get this thing right as we all do. And so you, you want guys that are competitive and have that drive and are not gonna get discouraged and are gonna try to look inward and find solutions and keep working and keep battling. So I'd say that's a positive, if that's That's what what they were actually talking
0: about. Yeah, the Chargers signed Justin Howell. Does that matter at all? Like, he's got a year worth of knowledge. Does that matter, is that not a position where? work?
3: Uh, I I don't know. I think think most guys in this league, I mean, uh, you know, Brandon Staley worked with Joe Barry. So, I mean, I don't know how much they—they, they, I'm sure they could get something out of it—but I, I think more, more than anything else, they're getting a, a really good football player. I mean, I got a lot, a lot of respect for Justin Hollins, and you know, they—they they added another piece to a pretty good pass rush as, as they have already, and um, so we're gonna have to face them on the other side now.
0: There you go. That's Matt Lafleur talking to the media yesterday. And uh you know somebody uh, had posted over on the live stream that he was getting chippy. No, nah, I think he was saying it with a smile uh, i I don't think he was getting getting chippy, really, to be honest with you, but uh, i that's just me. I mean, you can interpret it however you want, but I, I don't I don't think he's getting chippy. I just think he's he's uh you know just kind of having some fun. he's relaxing a little bit, but also he knows big game coming up, and like he said, it's good that some of these guys specifically the young guys as the young receivers got together in Pittsburgh after the game that, you know, they, uh, they're they taking it upon themselves to say, hey, look, uh, we got to discuss some things and 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 get better, and get better. 877 uh, 867 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, we got a lot coming up today uh, on the program, as a matter of fact. So let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll take a quick break. Uh, don't forget, we got to Ben Steele from the Journal Sentinel uh, at uh, about 15 minutes from now. And we'll talk with him a little bit, uh, some college hoops and such. Uh, also, you've got uh, Pat Murphy being introduced as we speak as the new manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, him and uh, the associate manager, which is also uh, Ricky Weeks coming to town. You've got uh, the. Bucks obviously getting a big win last night. We can talk about that. We got Paul Charchian. The charge is going to be here in about a half an hour. We're going to take some fantasy football questions and talk with him about what's upcoming because now you're starting to get down to the wire. You're in the the stretch run for fantasy football. So we got that coming up as well today. So still a lot on the docket and a little bit later on, we're going to hear from Jordan Love as well. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. a friend of mine uh get a hold of me on facebook yesterday and said hey uh, i'm looking to take a cruise uh and you know who you got and i, I said hey uh, no better their, their name is literally cruise planners so if you're looking for a cruise no better place to go kirk canner and the gang 262-344-0697 but if you're say thinking about an all-inclusive if you're going internationally maybe even something here in the States, you just want to go to the West Coast or you want to go down to, you know, Texas and the, the coastal waters down there. Well, I mean, whatever it is, uh, they can help you out. They've got their connections all over the world. Uh, and the best part about it is you can call from anywhere in the continental U.S. 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. That's Kirk and the gang over at Cruise Planners. But they do land and cruise vacations. And you can call today for the, uh, the land and cruise package. That's available. They have some specials and they have some last minute deals. If you want to jump on something that's relatively inexpensive. And if you want to go for that big lifetime, once in a lifetime trip, you can also do it and they can help you finance it. So that's another uh, good portion of this too. So they can help you finance that thing. So again, call them 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. That's the gang over there at Cruise Planners. So good to have you on board. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to hit us up? This is from Jake, who says, "Why in the world are we talking about playoffs with the Green Bay Packers? There's no way in hell they're going to the playoffs." Um, I I what I said was let me let me kind of back up here. I said if let's just say, you know, when you start to start to look at the 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 way things shape up here, okay. You check out the Green Bay Packers, and you check out their schedule, right? And they got one coming up that is somewhat, I think, it might be gettable with the Chargers coming to town. If they play a full four quarters, you saw a glimpse of what it is they can do and how they can move the football and such. Um, so you got a little bit of hope, right? You got a, you got a different look at this team. They scored uh, in the first quarter, which was on the first drive, which is something we haven't seen really all season long. So maybe just maybe they worked a few things out. You've got the receivers meeting with one another after the game. They're talking about getting better in different routes and things they can do and yada, yada. So, okay, you got to figure going to Detroit and then bringing in Kansas City, that, that's going to be a rough go, okay? But if you beat the Chargers, you're at four wins. And I just said, okay, what if? The Giants stink. Could that be five wins? Tampa Bay at home. I don't think Tampa Bay is that good. Could that be six wins? The Panthers, they have not been able to put it all together. Could that be seven wins? The Vikings, on the road. Now, the Vikings are a good football team, and their defense is playing well. But let's just say the Packers rise up and beat the Vikings. Eight wins. The last game of the season is the Bears. And the Bears aren't good at all either. That could be nine wins. And nine wins in the NFC might just might get you into the postseason. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Would I bet my house on them making it to the postseason? Hell no. I would be more apt to put the bet on they're not going to make it than they're going to make it. But there is, if they play well and better, because we know, look, the defense has kept them in games. For everything that people say about the defense and how badly the defense has been maligned, the defense has kind of kept them in games. The problem is this team has not been – When you look at it this way. They dropped 38 on the Bears. They dropped 24 on the Falcons, lost by a point. After that, they put up 18 against the Saints, 20 against the Lions, 13 against the Raiders, 17 against the Broncos, 10 against the Vikings, 20 they got to against the Rams, and 19 against the Steelers. This team can't get past 20. So if they score 23 or more, they've got a good, good shot at winning. Their defense hasn't been terrible. And you're not playing these massive juggernauts. Now, Justin Herbert, to me, is the guy that's supposed to be the next, but he can't get over that hump. He, he can't climb that. He's like stuck in the middle of the mountain. And he's not quite sure which direction he's going to go. Is he going to get better and get to the top of the mountain and be considered right up there with the Joe Burrows and the Patrick Mahomeses and all these guys that we've had so we, – we've been looking at and thinking, okay, these guys are on the rise. He's just kind of stuck there, right? But could it happen? It could happen. The chance of it happening, I'd say, are probably 90% it doesn't. But it all starts this weekend which is why you can say if you have any hope at all, just an outside hope, they got to get this weekend because you're not going to get the Lions. You're not going to get the Chiefs. After that, I'm not saying they could, or I'm not saying they will, but they could if they continue to get better and continue to progress. They could run the table and end up with nine wins in a season because most of those games are coin flip games. Coin flip against the Giants, coin flip against the Buccaneers, coin flip against the Panthers. I'd favor the Vikings, coin flip against the Bears again. And if you win the coin flip games, you find yourself eight, nine wins. Just throwing it out there. And it's one of those where you get that one eye open and you look and you go, so you're saying there is a chance. Right? Now, Rick... On the live stream says, "Oh my God, eight and nine wins that kills our shot at a good draft choice." See, there's some of you that say, "I hope they lose every game. I hope they're in the running for the top three or four. I hope they lose every game. I want to see people gone. I want to see the house cleaned out. I, I don't know what direction to go. I want to. I, I always want to see the team win, and I want to see the team get better. And I want to see. The, I, I want to see what you and I have been discussing." not been repeated again, where all of a sudden the receivers are in the open windows. Jordan Love is throwing into the window prior to the receiver turning around and looking at it. I do want to see the 50-50 balls and these receivers fighting for them. I do want to see the offensive line open up holes and see Aaron Jones become the weapon that we thought he was going to be. I do want to see Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith begin to collapse the edges and start to go ahead and pressure quarterbacks, right? Right? So some of the things that, yeah, I, that I would love to see. I'm just, I just letting you look over the, over the, over the hill to say what could be, who knows. But again, that's why this game to me anyway, is more important. You got to play better. You got to play a full four quarters of football. And if you do, and, guys, remember the run they went on last year. Now, granted, it's different because you had Aaron Rodgers at the helm, and his thumb was starting to feel better, and he was playing better, and the offense was playing better, and, you know, they went on that run. But if you start to kind of – if the young guys, the young receivers, and the young tight ends start to come together, who knows? Then all the, all the people that believe in Jordan Love can say, see, I told you so. And all the people that don't, if things go bad, you can say, yeah, it is what what we thought it was. But I have a feeling we're really going to know a lot about this team, a lot about this team over the next three games. Mike says, I really, really, really don't want to spend a first rounder on a quarterback. If you get to the end of the season and say you've got five wins and you're in the top five, and one of those quarterbacks fall. You really got a decision to make. Because if you're still unsure about Jordan Love, then you got to make a move. If you think Jordan Love is the guy, but you don't have enough weapons around him, then Marvin Harrison Jr. has to end up in your stable. I don't want to see them draft another defender. I just don't. I just don't. I want to see them begin and continuously add weaponry to the offense. 877-867-1670. It's just food for thought. That's all. Food for, that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, rally Point is just about ready to open at Steel Tank Brewing in the back portion of it. Uh, The big music venue—it's now called Rally Point. You can follow them on Facebook. They've announced that uh, they just had a uh, kind of a trial run last night. They had a comedy show there, and it looked pretty cool. Looked pretty cool last night, and uh, it was uh, the staging and such just really, really neat. So Rally Point is just about ready to open at Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. The food is fantastic. The uh, Middle Beer Hall is open if you want to do a meeting or a holiday gathering or something to, to that extent. And then Rally Point is about ready to fully open. So get a hold of our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Check it out. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on uh, Rally Point on Facebook as well because you can stay up to date with all the bands that are getting ready to take the stage at Rally Point right behind Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oak. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November. 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at pallawi.com.
0: Service provision policy showroom for
1: details offer of ends 12/31/2023.
2: Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill
0: Michaels Show. Continuing on. Hey, a reminder, our friends out there at Smoke on the Water, they got two big events coming up. And I want to let you know about it. They have got, if you want to order uh, meals and such for Thanksgiving or the Okachi Christmas, all kinds of good stuff uh, going on. They've got the Thanksgiving dinner to go, and if you want them to do the cooking, they can, they can do it. Oven-roasted turkey, the uh, Yukon gold mashed potatoes, the cornbread stuffing, I mean, all that kind of good stuff. They can do that for you. Or if you want to be a part of the Okachi Christmas, a classic Okachi Christmas, two nights of music, festivities, fundraising for veterans for Fisher House Wisconsin, the $75 donation includes uh, the Rockestra, as they say. They've got uh, the classic Christmas tunes and then rock and roll after the fact. You've got appetizers, uh, drinks. You get kind of a champagne beverage. And then after that, you get a couple of drinks on top of it, some drinks, t- drink tickets. Um, I'm going to be there on Friday night, and we're going to be promoting the hell out of this uh, because it benefits Fisher House Wisconsin. It's December 8th and December 9th, two nights all you got to do is find smoke on the water bbq okachi smoke on the water BBQ okachi over on Facebook and that's where they can that's where they can help you out uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun we're really 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 looking forward to this thing so good stuff uh 877 eight six seven1670 Ben Steele from the journal Sentinel covers Marquette basketball joining us on the hotline Ben how you doing Doing good, Ben. Uh, I didn't catch you the, the first part of that. I want to make sure you were there. We did, didn't hear you right away. There we go. Now we got you. Okay, let's talk about Marquette basketball because uh, we talk so much about Wisconsin and, and what's going on out there, obviously being the, the big state school. But Marquette, very quietly for those that aren't paying attention, top ten in the country. They've gotten off to a fast start. They have got a loaded team this year. Tell me about the legitimacy, legitimacy of Marquette
1: yeah Bill. this is it, man it's it's all been pointing up to this year this is This is the season for Marquette. Um, it's so rare in college basketball, as you know, uh, the transient nature of college basketball with the transfer portal and guys going pro. It's so rare that a really good team like Marquette was last season brings back eight of its nine rotation players from last season, including an all-American point guard and Tyler Kolek including all Big East guys and and Oto Ligodaro and Cam Jones. I mean, this rarely happens. You bring back the sixth man of the year in the Big East to fill the the starting spot of the only guy that left the rotation last season who went to the NBA and and Omax Prosper. Uh, So that continuity is really rare, rare, and they were already really good. And so you add that that with the motivation of losing early in the second round last season and they have something to prove, Uh, this is it. This is the season for Marquette.
0: So, Marquette, four in the country. Uh, You've also got, I think, the ranked teams are UConn, if I'm not mistaken. There's uh, Mm -hmm. Villanova. Creighton Uh, Creighton is another one. Yeah. So, and and they've always been extremely competitive. I mean, even you go back to the days of, like, when Xavier was right there. Georgetown's Mm -hmm. been big. Butler's been big. The Big East is still an incredibly strong basketball conference. So talk about the conference, because Marquette, we all know, sitting number four in the country. They got off to a 3-0 and start. But talk about the conference and the strength of the Big East in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, UConn is the defending national champion, um, and Marquette actually beat them twice last season. Um, lost to them once at, on the road, and at, at UConn won of Marquette's rare uh, conference losses last season. Um, Creighton's, yeah, really good top ten team, one of the best offices in the country. You got Rick Pitino now back into coaching. He's at St. John's. Uh, Ed Cooley's at Georgetown right now, trying to build back that program. So the Big East right now, uh, pound for pound, is 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 probably one of the best conferences in college basketball. It it it, it punches its weight. We're up there with the Big Twelve and and and, and Big Ten for sure.
0: Uh, the big win the other night against Illinois, uh, uh, I believe it was 71-64, and Marquette pretty much owned that game. They had that game in control, and that was a ranked team, too. How big of a mm-hmm. win was that? Going Playing a Big Ten at their place, pretty much in control of the game against a ranked team.
1: Yeah, it was huge. I mean, that was their Marquette's first big test of the season. They played two cupcakes to, to start off the season. So this was their first road game, first time against a ranked opponent. And Marquette actually wasn't as crisp as it usually is offensively. What was interesting about that victory on Tuesday night was that de- defensively, this Marquette team looked really good playing against that right team. Um, held, I think Illinois' last field goal came with like three minutes left. They had a couple free throws. Uh, so Marquette's defense really locked up down the stretch, which is really impressive to see. It shows that this Marquette team, can win in a lot of different ways besides just outscoring you like the like they did last season a lot of the, a lot of the times.
0: I know that uh, down the stretch here you get into holiday tournaments and you kind of get lost until college basketball really kind of takes center stage once you get into the end of the month of December and into January. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, barring any kind of an injury, first of all, I love Cam Jones and what all he can do. I mean, the guy is just mm-hmm. phenomenal. He can handle the basketball and such. But give me some of the unsungs because you look at some of the guys that they have. I look at a guy like a Ben Gold. That can come yeah. in and give you some points and some big buckets coming off the bench. I like some of the depth that this team has.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this team is yeah. Well let's just talk about the bench guys. Ben Gold, like you mentioned, he really helps them out. If there's one weakness in this Marquette team, there's not a lot of depth in the front court. Ben Gold coming off the bench is really their only option. And he was really good against Illinois, He's really helped out on the boards. Uh he can stretch it out and shoot it a little bit for a big guy. Uh Another key guy off the bench is Chase Ross. He's super athletic. He's like a six-five. He's probably Marquette's best defensive guy, uh, just with his athletic tools, and he's really strong. Um, and Chase, uh, Sean Jones, also off the bench, he gives them kind of like a, a, a change of pace guy. He's like a 5'10", one of the fastest guys in college basketball. That's what Shaka Smart calls him. Um, yeah, they got really nice pieces. Like I said, they got these different kind of guys where they're not playing the, the the same style. They can bring in guys off the bench and play in different ways, like like you saw against Illinois.
0: Uh, real quick before I let you go, so Shaka, I mean, granted uh, they're just everybody's back at school. They're getting ready to go on the Christmas break and such, but. Has the fever caught on on the Marquette campus? Because I remember the days when when Tom Crean used to walk out of the tunnel, and the place would erupt and go nuts. Has Shaka caught caught that kind of uh, that kind of success, that kind of enthusiasm on campus?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, first game, opening night against Northern Illinois, uh, they were unveiling the biggest championship banner for the last season, but there was well over sixteen thousand people at Pfizer for that game. You know, against you know a non-marquee opponent. Uh, It was the biggest opening night crowd for a Marquette game in over 20 years. So that's that's kind of the fever. It's definitely catching on, and you're only going to see that fever increase as they play more and more teams and then they get into the Biggie schedule, which is going to be a battle for every game, you know.
0: Ben, always great to talk to you. We certainly appreciate it, and we'll touch base back during the season, okay?
1: Awesome, man. I'm here whenever you need me.
0: Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you soon giving you the the Marquette side of things we don't talk enough Marquette basketball and I wanted to give it to you because Marquette they're ranked top five Big East is strong excitement is real at least in the city of Milwaukee see if it can catch on throughout the state at least you, you got some good college basketball right now right here in our own backyard good stuff the charge Paul charge he's up next can't wait fantasy football to talk a little bit about that with him stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this.